Hello and welcome to the Sunflower Chronicles podcast. All things stated here are 100% my personal opinion. I hope that you all enjoy the show. So sit back, turn it up, and stay sunny. Happening, everyone. Long time no chat. I took a bit of a week off, but before I get into any of that, let me tell you who I am. It's your girl Bree, and I am a black 20 something girl trying to make it in this crazy, crazy world with a little bit of sunshine and laughter to help along the way. So, what's up, guys? Um, so last week there was no episode because um, I just needed to take like a mental health day to like compress decompress I should say and like relax and things like that and it was just like a high anxiety day um which you know it's fitting so today um yeah like that is pretty much what um why there was an episode last week but I am back and better than ever and whenever I say that I think about TikTok um, sound, it's like a, a lot of people who put on makeup do it, it's like the girl who's like, it's me, see, back at it again, and she's like, I don't paint my eyes blue because Joss likes blue, I'ma paint my eyes gold because I'm glitter AF, like, love that, um, but, yeah, so, Let's go ahead and get social and let's talk about what's been going on lately. So in the past two weeks, a lot has happened. Um, And the major serious things that have happened is that we have lost two civil rights giants, um, C.T. Vivian and John Lewis. Um, May they rest in power and in peace. Um, And they were amazing, amazing civil rights leaders. And um, I was fortunate enough to um, see and be in the same room as John Lewis, um, for two years in a row, um, my college, um, one of the groups I was in in college, um, we had an amazing opportunity to, um, go to Selma, and we got to see, um, John Lewis, so it was very, very, very cool to, um, see him, in in just all of his esteemness um and then also we last week got the official confirmation that um they discovered Naya Rivera's body and um so her family got closure but that story was just so heartbreaking and so gut-wrenching and like her dad was out in the water looking for her and it was so scary because like the only accounts of like what happened in that moment were the accounts of her son and like she saved her son with the last bit of strength she had um so you know she was a warrior she was a mom she was an amazing actress and she will be dearly 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 missed um and yeah a lot like in social media and stuff like that has been a lot there's been so much going on um yeah like a lot of this stuff is heavy like 
the stuff I've been seeing on social media in the past few weeks. And I think that's why, like, I was in the mental space I was in last week when it was time to record. Like, just so much had happened that, like, my brain was like, pause, hold up, take a breather, take a moment for yourself. Or do you really want to commit to sitting down and essentially talking to yourself for an hour and try and seem, you know, all happy and bubbly, or do you want to be honest with yourself and say, hey, maybe I'm not in the right headspace to record, and I gave myself that time and that honesty to be like, hey, you know what, this is not for me right now, but I, um, but I am here, and I do feel a lot better, um, and I'm sorry, my mic keeps rubbing up against my shirt, um, my arm keeps hitting it. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah. Also, Meg the Stallion got shot um, by allegedly, or I don't, I can't remember if it's allegedly or confirmed, but Tory Lanez is involved. And the thing I would like to say about Meg the Stallion getting shot was that this was just another example of how black women are the most disrespected the traumatic experience of getting shot and then going on social media and then seeing people make fun of you. That is traumatic. And there has just been so much, like so many events, like not just Meg, but like there have been just so many times when when it's clearly been shown that you just have no regard for black women you automatically assume that we're what we're saying is either a lie or not the truth or there's some spun tale to it like this happened but we don't believe this is the whole story and it is hard for us to get taken seriously at face value and it was so like gut-wrenching seeing like all of the memes of like her like getting shot but people still like objectifying her body and like sexualizing her and that's not fair she's a human she's a person who got shot like you should care that she got shot by your fave I don't care like and and then people who go out of their way to publicly say stuff out the side of their neck um at what's her face from what whatever you know like other people just being dismissive of her pain like that's not that's not fair like if you were in the situation you want people to feel for you and yet here we are and the one that pissed me off the most was I was having a conversation with a male relative a close male relative and I was just telling him how like I thought that 50 cents post about Meg getting shot was stupid like 50 cent is the most insensitive, like, person ever. And the fact that, like, he just thinks it's okay and it's funny to post on social media is what gets me. Like, you, how can you be so callous and still put it on the internet? Like, are you okay? Like, who, who said that that was the best thing to do? Like, no. But um, I was talking to a male relative about, like, 
yeah, I just think that's horrible what he posted. And the relative said, I mean, I know what happened to her is sad, but like the stuff he posted was still funny. Like I had to laugh. Like, no, so like you're just disregarding her pain. And I hate for, in my experience, I hate for people to get a situation where the only way that they're going to realize the brevity of it is when you put yourself or someone they know in that situation. And then it's a complete change of mindset for me in that situation. I said, well, what if it was me? And they said the person wouldn't even get a chance and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, treat this story like it was me. And the thing was, I shouldn't, no one should have to make an example. There's this shirt by, oh, I can't remember the company, but they make awesome graphic t-shirts with like cool slogans, or not slogans, but cool quotes and things on them. And one of them is it says it's like somebody's daughter, somebody's niece, somebody's other female figure. And they changed it and they marked it out and said instead of somebody like you belong to someone, somebody's like this is a person like detached from all of those other intersections of relationships that they have. This is a person and you should care for it as a person like it shouldn't take me being someone's daughter for you to care and like that's we've gotten such like to the point in society where it's like you just want to like everybody it's just hard for people to sympathize like or empathize like I'm a super big empath and I realize that some people aren't but just compassion is like a feeling that like just not a lot of people have anymore and it's like so prevalent on social media and um also with that like last week Tamar um trigger this is a trigger warning um Tamar tried to take her own life and and then this week we have Mr. Kanye West having a worldwide episode displaying his bipolar disorder. And it is foremost, it is hard to empathize or sympathize even with the celebrity and things like that. And with these two moments, these this made these two people human. Now, of course, the circumstances in which they live that may sway people's opinions on how to feel at the topic. But if you take that away and realize that they're just a person, like they're just they're just human too. And I'm going to talk some more about that in the seat of the week, but yeah. And then, um, but other than that, um, I'm trying to think, is there anything going on with me that I should update you guys on? I mean, I've updated you all on social media, which you guys are all, all probably aware. Um, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. Um, 
staying updated with what's going on in the world and politics and COVID, of course. Um, there is a new documentary on Hulu done by the New York Times, I believe, or the Post. No, it's I think it's the Times. And it's documenting healthcare workers in New York and how they are handling coronavirus. Um, I have not watched it, but I definitely want to watch it. Um, and yes, I have begun filming and splicing together some awesome things for this project that I'm working on putting on YouTube. Um, I have been playing around and figuring out how I can have guests on the podcast and still be safe, um, with, um, COVID going on and yeah, so it's just been a really fun thing. Um, I have been working or not working, but I've been doing a lot of podcast work. Um, and I've been looking for jobs in my field, looking for shadowing options, looking, doing things for grad school. So, you know, just all in all, just trying to still have like what would have been like the summer post-grad after. And like, there was one day where I was like, I feel like I am so behind on, on like where I want my life to be or where I think my life is supposed to be because I see all of my friends posting about grad school or I see all these people that I graduated with, like, oh, I have a job or have an internship and I'm just here like, well, I moved back in with my mom. Like, I just feel like I'm so behind, but like there's no written handbook saying this is where you have to be when you're 22 years old and you graduated college in four years and, you know, and you're trying to do, trying to have a normal, trying to do normal post-graduate college things during a pandemic. Like, they're, like, no, this is unprecedented. And, like, for those people, they, with most of them, they've had those things lined up before the, before corona got, before corona hit. And after... You were banking for myself. I was banking on, oh, get graduation, studying for finals, get all that over with, take post-grad tests, take um, any extra credits or certifications or things I needed to get um, a job while I was in grad school, you know, do all of these things and get ready and all of that. I was banking on doing that. In the summer, before I even moved out of my um, college apartment, and that did not happen because of it. But I tell that to say, yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to navigate life the best I can as safely as I can um, in things. I finally got a COVID test. If you have the opportunity to get a COVID test, look and see if your schools, um, if your college student, look and see if your schools are doing it. If you... Um, employed see if your employer can give you a referral if you need it to get a COVID test done um appointments are hard to get um for a nasal swab I got a rapid test done and um I'm thankful I got a rapid test done and I got um uh a complete uh, blood workup um a CBT, a complete blood count or complete blood workup. They just run everything. And everything came back normal. Um, thank, 
thank goodness. Um, I was so thankful. I was so relieved. I was literally sitting in my doctor's office, like praying, like Jesus. It's like you know how you have like that one prayer of like you just either drink too much or did some stuff you weren't supposed to, and you're like, I if I just make it through this one more time, you know. But see, this is a thing that like it's very unprecedented, so you can't even pray that prayer. And Jesus is probably looking down at me like, girl, what? What are you doing? Like, you know, um, but I digress. So, yeah, just trying to live in this COVID world with a fancy colored fascist, as Kid Fury said on the read. Um, da -da 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 -da. I'm trying to think anything else that has been half an oh um lost it you know train of thoughts are just very much fleeting nowadays for me for me um okay let's go on to eight track and for eight track i'm going to tell you what i've been listening to and also what i've been watching so i'm gonna start off with what i've been watching because i'm excited for the music portion um, so for what I've been watching, I've been watching, so I get into this rut of where I like stick to one show for a really long time and I have to like find something new to watch. So I'm very much into like procedural shows. So like procedural crime, procedural medicine. And so I pretty much rewatched a lot of like my favorite crime shows. So like Criminal Minds, NCIS, Rizzolian Isles, Bones, like all of those law and order svu i like i'm almost about to get to the point where i can like start rewatching from season one when like you know or i may start start at season two yeah um so yeah like i i'm at I'm that point in my roster so i was like you know what let me pick a new show and i love i love I still love CSI Miami enjoyed the show thoroughly and I was like you know what let me watch original CSI like love it and I love it I love it love it love it I love the fact that the show is procedural procedural whoa words are hard I love the fact that the show is procedural as well as it has glimpses of like emotional things and like personal life things but it's not like so overbelt overbearing like other shows where it feels like okay I have to fast forward through like all the personal stuff because with shows that I enjoy with topics that I enjoy especially if it's things like um mystery or crime and things like that like I'm a very much a true crime junkie like I told my mom I want to get a shirt that says serial killer documentaries and chill because like I'm that person like I enjoy Serial Killers, love Bailey Sarian on YouTube. I think I've talked about her the last episode. But if you have not checked out her Murder Mystery Makeup Mondays, you should definitely check her out. Also, a podcast that I stand is My Favorite Murder with Georgia Hart, and Karen Kilgara. Love them, love them. As well as Crime Junkie. And there's so many other, like, just true crime things that I just love listening to and watching. And even though I am anxious and I'm an empath and... I like experience all the emotions when I listen to those podcasts and watch those things. It's still very interesting to me because it's like, especially with watching like serial killer doc 
documentaries. Yes, I realize I'm on a tangent, so I'm so sorry. I'm going to hop on and hop off real quick because that's my business. Um, but the thing that I like about watching or listening to true crime things is because I want to know what compels a person to do that. Like, what drives you to do that? What in your human brain says do this? And it has been crazy because I am very much a person, like, I like to pull things from real life or pull things that are relatable in intellectual contexts or contexts. I guess I don't need to add an ES on it to plural it, to make it plural. Whoa, please ignore me. I sometimes just have to think out loud. But anyway, I like to pull relatable things into intellectual context because it puts everybody on an equal playing field. Whether you are above where I'm pulling from or if it's your speed, whatever, it levels everything out. And in one of my um, seminar, my senior seminar class for my major, I thoroughly enjoyed talking about the topics because we talked about um, basically our top, like you choose topics for your senior seminar and your junior seminar for um, my major, my department. And I, the one for my junior seminar, I got sleep. And then in this one, I got basically like knowing yourself and like the relationship with the self and it was very introspective and it was very cool um and I talked about um an episode of my favorite murder about these serial killers who thought they were above the law because they were intellectuals and they had higher IQs and things like that and it's just like those are cool things to learn about which compels people to kill but as I step off my soapbox I enjoy things that are very straight procedural and I like to be able to separate emotions from like procedural things like because like of course I love watching Grey's Anatomy but like I'll be like so into like a surgery and things like that and like when a patient dies like that's understandable because it's supposed to be a procedural medical show got it but the thing that stresses me out about Grey's Anatomy is like it's splitting my attention because it's like oh I care about this patient but then also it's like Meredith has her drama Christina has her drama what's George doing like all of those things so I've been watching lots of CSI and then, of course, lots of Bob's Burgers. Loves Bob's Burgers. Watch Bob's Burgers every day. Um, and then a show that I just decided to randomly rewatch was American Horror Stories. And I picked the season Coven because I think that's one of the best seasons of American Horror Stories. Um, I have not watched 1984 I want to. I just haven't watched it. Ooh, excuse me. Just yawned. Um, but I was watching it, like AHS uh, Coven and I was just so taken aback. Like I forget how oh, I like can never remember Kathy Bates character's name but her she was a 
raging effing racist. Like, oh my gosh. Like, just seeing the things that, like, her character did was infuriating to me. Like, and, like, that's one thing that, like, I just... I want to know why, like, this is another sidebar, but, like, with watching, like, fictional depictions of, like, racism and things like that, because most of the time, people who write racism into a show are pulling from real-life things that happen. Like, Kathy Bates' character on Coven, she, like, she was a real person in Louisiana, or in New Orleans. She was horrid. Horrid, horrid, horrid awful person awful I hope she sits at the pits of hell and yes not Kathy Bates her character I wish I could remember her name I'm so sorry but like this goes on to a sidebar about Kathy Bates character she's hella racist so I want to I try to watch documentaries with racist people to understand why are you like this like what what compels you like especially racist like now like within like the 21st century like I'm talking 2000 to 2020 of course because we're only 20 years in the 21st century but on W. Kamau Bell he has United Shades of America on CNN and he sat down with like some KKK members and things like that and it's just like Sitting and watching racists, like, explain their logic, it's very telling. And it's just very interesting to watch. And, like, I have to watch it in bits and pieces or else I'm getting, like, super mad. But I've been watching a lot of H.S. Kevin and CSI. And then, um, anything on Netflix? Oh, Sweet Magnolias, I can't remember if I've talked about this or not, but Sweet Magnolias is a super, super amazingly good show. It has, like, that feel-good feel, like, watching Gilmore Girls, if you like watching Gilmore Girls. Um, it has that really good, like, feel-good feeling, super southern, it's very relatable. It's shot um, where my dad and my stepmom live, um, so, like, in their town, so it's pretty cool to... Uh, you know, see it on Netflix, and they got renewed for a season two, so that's really exciting. Um, but that's pretty much all I've watched on Netflix, and I've watched Miss Americana from Taylor Swift and Beyonce Homecoming because I watch Beyonce Homecoming at least once a week. Um, but I was a really big, like, I was like a really big Taylor Swift stan when I was younger, and then as I've grown up, I just liked you know a few songs here and there from her. Um, albums and so this is like my segue into um, music um, also side note have not watched Hamilton on Hamilton on Disney Plus because I've been waiting to watch it with my aunt um, on Disney Plus so yeah and then I I'm so excited for um, Black is King to come out on Disney Plus by Beyonce. I keep seeing the promos on Hulu. Amazing. 
amazing. Like, the graphics just in promos, amazing. So excited. Um, but yes, back to segueing into music. Um, so some new music has came out um, that I um, listen to. Um, the Chalumbo Deluxe. Listen to it. On the way. LTW. Janae. Ma'am. That is it. Period. That song is it. Period. It is Trim Magnifique. Chef's Kiss. Love it. Um, and then the next album that I listened to that came out um, that actually came out yesterday was Taylor Swift's album and it was so good like I love this Taylor Swift this like very emotional heavy Taylor Swift and like someone tweeted like the <laughs> the quarantine got Taylor Swift cussing and like I love it I love like I feel like this is authentic Taylor Swift and I very much thoroughly enjoy it um and then the last one I have to give it up to the girl from Bama Flo Millie I want her to rise to the top like shoot for the stars like the stars are jealous of how high she is like that's how much I want her to win I Love it. Love, love, love. Stan Flo Millie and her album. Um, love the visuals that she put out for a week. Um, and yeah, so those are pretty much the three things that I've been listening to. A very eclectic um, mix of music of uh, Chilumbo. Oh, why is you here? Uh, yeah, why is you here in folklore? Um, so yes, I love the fact that like if you scroll through my phone, um, it's very lots of like music, different tastes. Um, but I like that I can like flip through my music for in any genre to fit what I'm feeling, and I thoroughly enjoy that. So that's pretty much what's on my egg track. All the albums. Super good if you are a just want to vibe Chalumbo. I recommend to you if you want to be on your sappy indie pop stuff folklore by Taylor Swift, and if you want to be on your hype girl like bad B stuff. Check out Flo Millie because amazing. And my favorite song by far is Mood Every Day, the intro. I love it. Like, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. But that has been my eight track for you all. So we are going to hop right on in to Seed of the Week. So this Seed of the Week, um, I'm kind of going to just be a sounding board for um mental health because I feel like that has what's been resounding over the two this past two weeks 
Um, and I would like to say first um, that this is a trigger warning for mental health, um, suicide, all of those things. Um, trigger warning, so if you get uncomfortable with hearing these subjects or anything like that, you can either skip all the way to the end or you can listen to the episodes that I have up on um, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Either way, I hope that you do what else, whatever fits best fits you and makes you feel safe and comfortable. So, yes, this week I'm discussing mental health. So I do want to pop back up like I was talking about with Meg and Kanye and Tamar. The common theme of those things sorry that was my computer charger popping out on my computer the common things of those three is mental health and the fact that they are all on a grand scale and After seeing what a lot of different celebrities have been going through through this quarantine, through these past few weeks and things like that, the one thing that is very grounding is that everybody has to face their mental health. At some point, everybody handles their mental health differently. Um, And mental health is like the one thing that we just all have in common. And with that, we're all just striving to be normal at the end of the day with this. And we all just go through everyday things. And I was talking, um, I can't remember who I was talking to. I was either talking to like my aunt or my mom. Um, but you know, with all of these things with celebrities going on with, um, like with Corona, with Tamar, and with Kanye, and Meg, and Will and Jada, and all, just every single headline of celebrities is that these people are going through regular people things. And like, when I say regular people, I mean like non-celebrity people. Like, this is stuff that everybody goes through. Now, hopefully not everybody is, you know, going, getting shot in the foot, but violence happens to women all the time no matter if it's cis het women trans women lgbtq women anything violence is happening against women and then violence is happening at higher frequencies to black women and women of color in any sort of construct and of course like to non-binary folks like just violence is being perpetuated against you and then having major mental health I don't want to call them episodes because that takes away from the severity of them but mental health well I'm just going to say episodes for lack of a better term at the moment I can't come to my um, mind but like mental health episodes where like your everything that you're going through is being put on display and you can't control it but people 
think you can and people just think that you're doing this to seek attention. And with Tamar, there are people every day attempting like suicide and battling suicide and like just all of this stuff and it's like these are everyday things and we're all just trying to figure out what mental health how to take care of ourselves how do how do I survive this thing called life how do I take care of this thing inside my skull that's a brain that is responsible for so much just so much like sometimes I just think my brain is doing too much like my brain is responsible for like me breathing and blood and how I feel and how I sense like a lot like my brain is the person that works a double at three different jobs in one day like my brain is like princess Tiana like you know how she thinks that she comes home and like she can sleep and then the alarm cock goes off and she has to get back up and do it again that's what I feel like a brain is like just going 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 but your brain is so vital and you have to take care of it so yeah like mental health is crazy and we're all just going through it together and we're all just trying to be normal like it's the one thing that like sticks us all together like scotch tape (laughs) like yes and we all just have we're all just trying to find ways to manage and get through life um but yeah so I just want to talk about mental health like I've jotted some things down so they're not in any particular order rhyme or reason these are just things that I find important um with mental health and um I'm going to be posting um, graphics and references up on Sunflower Chronicles page. And then if you want to follow me on my personal Instagram page, which is Brianna, B-R-E-A-N-A underscore M16 on Instagram, you can go ahead and give me a follow over there um, as well as give me a follow on Sunflower Chronicles podcast page which is the sunflower chronicles dot pod um and I have a highlight in my story called mental health and um there just is a lot of infographics and things like that from different things that I feel are very helpful and pertinent to your mental health so yes um I am a big proponent for mental health um because I in the past four years have realized how much mental health is important and is vital um to a person and for me um I'm gonna try as best as I can to draw from personal experiences um when I'm talking about topics like this and if I have a guest I will try and make sure that like they draw from you know, their own personal experiences that happened to them or, or, like, close people that they directly know. Um, and especially with, like, serious topics or different things like that. But anyway, I digress. So, for me, with my mental health, the biggest thing that I battle with daily is anxiety. And 
on occasion um depressive episodes so I have not been diagnosed with any depressed um like depression disorders or anything but I do have just general anxiety and um yeah so I try and mention mental health and my mental health in person and then I will try to do mention it here as often as I can because I want to remove the stigma remove the sting remove the awkwardness of talking about mental health talking about depression anxiety whatever mental health issues and things like that people are going through because there's no reason to shy away from it because we all talk about whatever we go to the doctor for and what we are dealing with like internally so why can't we talk about our emotions and the way we feel and like the physical like textbook reasons as well like yes I was about to get on a mental health soapbox but I will digress for the sake of time (laughs) so yes so anxiety so for me when I realized what anxiety was I was in my therapist's office I was a freshman in college I had gone through some things academically personally with family personally with friends and dealing with trauma that was just built up built up built up through all my life but have never gone to a therapist before and my therapist described in a general layperson like way to understand what anxiety is for me is anxiety is your body's way of trying to protect itself from thinking that it's going to die so essentially it's your sympathetic nervous system going into overdrive like and and sometimes it's like your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system trying to outbattle themselves. It's like Zoe against the peanut heads in the Proud Family movie, just dance battling, trying to see who will end up on top. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what anxiety was. It was my body's way of telling me that whatever situation I was presented with is going to kill me. So if that meant a confrontation. I thought it felt like I was going to die. If it was test in school for a class that I didn't feel confident in, felt like I was going to die if I didn't take the test. Having, like, you know, just all these different things that would just trigger my anxiety. And for the most part, I just thought I was, like, a fun, bubbly person who just got nervous. But, like, it's crazy when you think that being nervous it's okay to like nervously pull out your hair but like not like a nervous tug like you like twist it but like pull or like just nervous ticks that like go beyond oh once the event happens it's done like yes or you just get this random feeling of like oh, what is this? Like, I don't know what this feeling is. And in the, in my story, and of course, any of like the graphics I mentioned will be on my Instagram highlight. I'm going to make one for this Sunflower Chronicles mental health highlight. And then as well, it'll be on my regular page Instagram, like I said. But what anxiety, well, what people think anxiety is, 
is excessive worrying and a nervous feeling. And then what anxiety also is, is, is intrusive thoughts, being sure you will die, feeling guilty and too much, feeling drained, being sure you will go crazy, avoidance and shame, compulsive behavior, and 101 physical symptoms like shaking, palpitations, and so much more. Anxiety is so crazy and people go through different things for anxiety so like there are so many symptoms of anxiety that are like emotion wise so like how you feel and then there's so many physical things that happen with anxiety that no two people are the same like the way one person goes through anxiety is not how the next person will and that is completely okay. Um, it looks like a multitude, multitude, multitude of things. For me, with my anxiety, um, I suffer with really bad intrusive thoughts. Um, I do this thing where I play out one scenario in my head, and it's most likely the scenario where everything goes wrong, and it's my fault, and all of this stuff. Um, anxiety for me looks like when I'm put into a confrontation situation, I shake really bad and my, I shake so bad that after the situation is done and I'm finally calm, my bones in my chest, cause I tense my chest up and my teeth and my jaw hurt cause I clench so much. Um, anxiety for me looks like being quote unquote overly sensitive to certain situations and I just start to cry. Like crying is my first reaction to any major emotion, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, anxiety, like anything like that. Crying is my first major thing. And then sometimes it will be the opposite that I feel so deeply that like nothing happens. I'm just a ball of nothingness. And, you know, anxiety is kind of like, for me, it's like a Rubik's Cube of how like you twist and turn and you do the algorithm to try and get the perfect combination. And one day these sets of turns will complete it. And then you jumble it all up again and you get that anxious feeling again. And you try to do the same thing that worked the last time. And maybe it'll work or maybe you'll still end up with one side where the row isn't complete or you have just one square being different. So, yes, that is what anxiety is and that's how I like began to understand it for myself and with anxiety it's the most referenced out of like all mental health terms I've noticed is like people are like oh I'm so anxious or things like that and you know there was a time there still is where people will turn anxiety into jokes and for some people that is a valid way of processing where they process by like Inter or externalizing 
are internalizing their emotions and pain, so anxiety, depression, whatever they're feeling, and then externalizing it in jokes. Like, one of my best friends, she does that. And sometimes I do that too. And it's just a way to bring some sort of lightness to something that's so heavy and feels like it's on you all of the time. Um, So, yeah, in... It's crazy because, like, with me having anxiety, I always wanted, I was always so scared to say I had anxiety out loud because I've been in situations where things would happen and it was either I did this, like, unintentionally but like nothing else was stopping me or my anxiety you know was flaring up and like I just acted out of that way and it was so hard for me to say out loud like I have anxiety because the biggest fear for me and for a lot of people with different mental health struggles is like telling somebody you have it and then them not in invalidating it like brushing it off saying oh no you don't you it's just this and I had that happen to me and it was so crazy like who are you to say that like this whatever I'm going through is not a valid situation like who is to say that like that's not your job to say oh you're just a nervous person. Oh, oh, you're so happy all the time. And oh, you're so bubbly. Like, people can be functioning at a regular thing. People can mask and still feel hurt. That's the one thing I think with this day and age is that everybody has become so keen at masking and projecting and copying and pasting and making themselves seem different from actually what they are or how they feel. And that's something that, like, I had to stop doing. I had to, I, I'm still learning on how to stop hiding feelings for so long that, like, they hide and then they bubble up and then you just have this massive episode, episode and, like, this massive blowout and everyone looks at you like you're just like this different person and this out like this other strange being rather than the person who's just having a really big episode of anxiety or a really big episode of depression or a really big episode of just whatever mental health issue you're going with and when I'm saying all of these things about mental health I don't say this to get pity or to get sympathy or to whatever I say this because there's somebody listening who has either felt the same way and is comforted to hear that someone else has gone through this or there's someone out there who just wants to know that it's okay to talk about these things. And it is. It's completely okay. Like, I want this topic to, like, not scare people. Like, I want people to... You don't have to be passionate about it. Like, I'm super passionate about mental health, but I just wanted to, 
people to care. Like, I wish that, like, getting, like, even if it's just an annual therapy session, I wish therapy and mental health was taken as seriously as getting, like, your annual, you know, kids checkup, your annual teenage checkup, your annual women or men or just adult checkup, you know? Like, oh, time to get your annual visit at the gyno, and then you got to go over to your therapist's office for your annual or biannual, semi-annual or quarterly mental health checkup. You know, I just wish. Like, that's the goal. That's the hope. Um, but yeah, like, it's just so, mental health is just so important. Like, I just sound like so annoying and like such an echo throughout this episode, but that's, that's who I'm is and that's how I feels. Um, and with mental health, just some other things I have learned is that like setting boundaries with your mental health are key like for you and what I mean like setting boundaries with your mental health is like if you know that you're going to be deemed quote-unquote an overly sensitive person like if someone calls you out on that like that's not their place to invalidate how you feel at that moment in time like if you feel a certain way because of what someone said like that's your guarantee and with boundaries for mental health like if you're an anxious person for me I love going out with my friends and I love being around people but there are some times when I just feel comfortable by myself or I feel comfortable in my environment with certain people and like that's just how I've always been I've been like that since a little kid like the running joke with like one of my friends and my therapist is that I was an anxious child from the beginning I needed therapy when I was younger and that's probably true for most people everywhere around the world but are people in fortunate places to get mental health care no are there systems in place to benefit people or to help people get beneficial care from Mental health care, again, not where I currently reside, which is in the U.S. of shade. I (laughs) hate it here. Um, But anyway, I dug this off that soapbox. Um, But yeah, so setting boundaries. For me, setting boundaries is like, you know, if I I try to say no, if I like really don't want to go somewhere, also, like, sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, my cell phone makes me very anxious, whether it's getting an email, a phone call, a text message, anything, it makes me super anxious, because I always assume the worst whenever the phone comes on, so, like, I'm not always the most responsive person on my phone, especially if it's people that, like, I know, or if it's something that, like, I come in contact with regularly, that's what makes me the most nervous, surprisingly. But, like, if it's an email with, like, professors or employers and things like that, like, you only see me for a class or you only see me at work. Like, you know nothing about my personal life. So it's very, like, I can deal with that most 
pretty okay. But, like, you know, phone calls make me anxious and text messages and things like that make me nervous and anxious. Which is very common for a lot of people that I know. Um, and that is completely okay to, you know, have that boundary. Like, your phone can be a boundary. There's so many ways that you set boundaries around your mental health. Essentially, protect your mental health. Protect your space. Protect the way you feel. And make sure you feel, like, do whatever will be the best for you at that moment. No matter what it is, if if you feel like it's going to just alter you, don't do it. Like, if it's going to alter you in a negative way, don't do it. And, like, you know, yes. Um, and for the most part, with mental health, the, the thing that I've come in contact also a lot with mental health is that other people wanting to get help for others or other people noticing that other people need help for their mental health qualms is that people have to want the help for themselves like because with mental health there it's built upon so many other things and so many too much personal too many personal things and so much personal stuff goes into helping your mental health like for me childhood traumas and personal traumas adult traumas teenage traumas and things like that like all that stuff goes into getting help with my mental health and for a long time it's not that I was resistant to get mental health mental health help it was I was scared of what the results would be and that it would be horrible and all these things but after realizing it like there's no bad result when you get anything regarding your mental health because whatever your result is there's always an option to help you get better and no matter what it is, there are always ways to get better. And um, to um, a fellow podcaster that I love and a YouTuber that um, I've watched for a really long time, Megan Rinks, um, she has said many times that like therapy won't help, won't hurt anything. Talking to somebody about it will never hurt a situation. It will always help. It will never take away from anything. Like therapy and therapeutic situations will always help. Um, But for the most part, people have to want help for themselves. And it's hard to get people to those stages. Um, But once they get there, unless it's like detrimental to, to to their well-being... And, like, a second party has to step in, of course. Understandable. Like, accentuating circumstances. But, for the most part, if it's something that you notice regularly, you can suggest it. A person can be suggested something. But, like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. The horse has to to make it drink on their own. You know? And, um... And, you know, with mental health, and with 
my anxiety and things like that, I have been taught a lot of tips and tricks and all these different things to like, you know, how I can be the way I am to lead a quote unquote normal. I don't think there's no such thing as normal. There's, I think there's such a thing as like societal consistency, you know? Um, but there using any tips that you can get from mental health or you doing anything that you can to make yourself feel better it is the best way to handle it whether you have access to adequate mental health care or if you don't whatever tips you can get that work for you do them whatever um whatever you can do to make yourself feel better do that and especially in times like this with corona going on and with all of these just world just gut-wrenching things happening time after time caring about your mental health is important than ever because like even if nothing indirectly or directly happens to you you will be affected somehow Um, Whether you're an empath or not, take care of yourself. I'm such an empath. I am an emotional sponge. I'm a very emotional being. Like, I like energy. I'm very keen to that. Um, Like, I just notice if something's off. I notice awkwardness right away. And I'm like, I don't like tension and all that stuff I don't like it not because it's awkward or whatever like if there's tension between two people there's tension between two people but I don't like it because I'm an empath and like it feels like it's happening to me like you know like I'm the person that like will feel if someone else is angry at another person like I will get like I will like receive that emotion and it'll affect me or like secondhand embarrassment that is something I it all of the time and it is so stressful so stressful for me um but yeah there's so much more I could talk about with mental health this probably won't be the last conversation I have on here about mental health but I just want it to be an open conversation where people learn um from each other and yes um and you know mental health is something that you have to work on every day day by day little steps it's not something that you know like older people will say especially in like the black community just pray in a way it'll be okay you know you have to actually work along with you know what you put out there spiritually or religiously um you know take it day by day step by step do you like this is like in like when people say do you boo this is the one thing where you literally have to do what works best for you you can't take the same path as someone else with mental health um and yes so I hope that this was helpful I hope that I used adequate language um 
throughout this whole thing. Um, yeah, and one thing that I do want to say is the language I used when I used trauma. So, um, I learned this, well, I got this information from another therapist somewhere in passing in that, like, trauma is anything that has happened to you and it is affected, well, in, for my definition, I feel that trauma is anything that's happened to you in a negative way that's left a lasting impact so that can be like physical trauma emotional trauma anything like that so like if you had a negative experience with like a uh, chocolate ice cream cone like that was a traumatic experience because it's like you remember that and any time you know you have an association with that but anyway that's what I meant by trauma I hope I use the um correct language and things like that if you are going through anything with mental health issues or mental health struggles I am there with you you are not alone there are millions and millions of people on this planet around you there are probably people closer than you think that are going through mental health struggles and sometimes even the same mental health struggles that you are going with but it is nothing to feel down about it can be sad at times but you can get through it. You can find, you know, sunshine in the darkest of days in just the little things. Find one thing that, like, makes you feel sunny, that makes you feel warm. That's why, that's where I kind of got the whole idea of Fruit of Sunflower Chronicles is that, like, sunflowers always grow to the sun. And even on my darkest days with when I was really, really anxious and depressed my freshman year of college I would always try and find one thing a day that just made me happy made me feel good and you know just tried my best to cope with what you know was going on so you know just try try to find something that makes you feel sunny makes you feel happy and yeah so this was a bit rambly um about mental health but this is just what I've been feeling the past few days week and a half week and I just wanted to get it out and I wanted to share it with you all so I hope that you all have enjoyed this episode oh I have some tips 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 some tips and resources that you all can check out um, for mental health help. So first thing is, this is just a general tip that um, a lot of therapists, um, and my therapist in particularly, has um, told me about, which is grounding techniques, a grounding technique. So when I have a really bad anxiety um, attack I um, or panic attack, those are two different things to learn that out. Like, you learn so much when you just research them. But anyway, is a grounding technique. And basically, it's just something that, like, makes you aware of your surroundings and, like, pulls you back in, I guess, in the best way I can describe it. So, grounding exercise is, like, for me, the one I use is the five, four, three, two, one method of five things I can hear see four things I can hear three things I can feel two things I can smell and one thing I can taste 
and just going through all of those things is it helps you just you know come down and you still may be anxious but like it's just something to bring you back down and get you talking and what however severe it is you know just a grounding exercise technique that helps and there are so many grounding things out there that's just the one I use there's so many out there if you look it up so many different techniques and things um the next thing are um there's a lot of social media places and a lot of websites that you can go to to look up different things about mental health um mental health disorders psychology things um therapists resources and all that stuff my favorite one by far is therapy excuse me um that was so gross so gross I'm so sorry um my throat has like anyway um this is a real podcast we got a real girl so you know yeah. anyway therapy for black girls is a great a great 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 um podcast and resource um she on therapy for black girls there is a therapist that talks about different things regarding mental health in um in relation to black girls black women and super 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 great resource as well as finding um if there's a mental health institute in your city or if there's mental health um like free mental health resources around you um there's psychology today they have great articles and different things like that ways that you can um actually find a therapist mental health institute um of america there's also a way to search for therapists on there as well um betterhelp.com i don't have a sponsor for them but i know a lot of other podcasters do so better help if you hear this and you want to sponsor my podcast i would love to but um better help is a really great way to find a therapist online and it offers great options um for you to communicate with your therapist whatever your needs are but just like finding it's a great resource to find a therapist especially with corona and things like that and some offices are open some medical offices are open some aren't some are doing teledoc visits and things like that so super cool super important check them out and then just some hotlines so suicide hotlines to be aware of um there are the there's the national suicide prevention hotline there's the trevor project hotline which is the um mental health and suicide hotline for lgbtqia youth and I'm pretty sure it's not just limited to youth, but I know primarily that's what the Trevor Project focuses on. And then there's now a trans suicide lifeline, which is really, really cool. And all of those numbers will be listed in the description below. But this has been another episode of the Sunflower Chronicles. I have talked your ear off and I hope that you all enjoyed it though and I hope you found it very helpful I hope you found it comforting I hope there was something in all of that that you know just a little nugget of information a nugget of love a nugget of sunshine to help you just get through and you know realize we're all just trying to make it like day by day hour by hour minute by minute yada yada yada
we're all just trying to make it. That's it. That's it. That's all. Um, and, um, so my sunny side up for the week is Flo Millie. Like, I just love her album. I love the fact that she's from Alabama. I'm not from Alabama, but I have a lot of friends that are from Alabama. I love how she just reps her set. Another good thing that's happening is I love seeing all of these black, um, just people in different areas just thriving, whether black artistry, black academic black academia black medicine black engineers just all these people that I just see just thriving and putting more faces and putting more people in industries that look like me and it just you know offers a safer space for everyone and especially black folks um black guys gals and non-binary pals um I heard that and I thought it was so cute um, but you know, just providing a safer space for all of us by including more faces that look like less of the majority. So that's also a sunny side up. And um do 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 um also Um, I have no look towards the sun. I have no, yeah, advice, um, to dole out. No advice given to me. Nothing. But that can change because you can email the Sunflower Chronicles. Yes. I have an email for the podcast. You can email me there. You can email me to shout yourself out if you have a business. Shout yourself out. Um, if you want to give advice from a previous episode or anything like that, any commentary on a previous episode, as well as if you want to ask me a question, I feel that I am a wealth of knowledge. I feel that I try to give the best advice on things, but yeah, send me an email. Just talk to me. If you just want to send me an email that says, Hey, love the show. I would greatly appreciate that. And you can find us our email I say our because I'm just manifesting a team that will eventually help me one day um but you can find the podcast email um in the description below and the podcast email is pod.sunflowerchronicles at gmail.com as well as you can follow sunflowerchronicles.pod on instagram you can follow me at brianna underscore m16 that's b-r-e-a-n-a underscore m16 on instagram also, that's it. That's all the social media. Um, so flower of the week. Um, I haven't seen a few episodes on my sun, on my SoundCloud, but flower of the week is just one person that I want to, you know, just spotlight and stand, spotlight and stand out. And that is my friend Talia. She is an artist. She goes by Yaya. Um, follow her at Talia Paints. Um, I will link her socials in the bottom, but on, if you go to the Instagram page, I purchased a lovely print from her and she has amazing prints and stickers and things, um, on her shop. So you guys should definitely go support her, support black small business, um, support black art, black art matters. And now that is really 
all I have to say for this episode. I hope that you all have enjoyed it. Um, and again, it has been your girl Brie. I'm just a black 20 something girl trying to make it in this crazy, crazy, crazy world with a little bit of sunshine and laughter to help along the way. I hope that you guys stay safe and stay sunny.